Welcome to my basement, everybody. I've got a fantastic group of guests today. It's always a treat to talk with uh, people that work at game studios, but very rarely do we get the chance to have a conversation with people that have just launched a game studio. The announcement broke this week on Timber Games, which is a brand new company in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is where I'm from. And normally we would all be together hanging out in person, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, I've got Joe Nichols, who is the president of Timber Games. I've got Zoe Kerno, who's the production director, director, and Jeff Coates, who is the creative director at Timber Games. Um, first of all, Joe, why don't we start with what Timber Games means? Because it's not spelled maybe the way that everybody understands timber, the word right. timber to be. Uh, right Are we clever? Yeah. We're yeah, so good, right? I like it. I like the name. It definitely makes me feel like I'm in uh, the Pacific Northwest when I say Timber Games. See, it totally worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we got together and we're trying to think of a name that uh, really kind of felt West Coast, but wasn't so obvious West Coast. And then we we're thinking about some of the visions, values and things that we have for the studio. And the word timber came up and there's different ways to pronounce it. You know, a lot of people call it timber. A lot of people call it timber. Um, it's kind of a play on words. So like the tone, uh, it's an audible term, like the tone, voices coming together. And we thought, wow, it, it looks like it means that, but then it sounds like timber. And so we thought there's a great mashup of, of a word that really, really represented who we are trying to be as a studio. Um, and it sounds West Coast. Uh, and that's how it all came together. And uh, so far, people really dig it. Awesome. You guys all go back. Have you ever worked together before? I know the community is pretty tight in Vancouver and everybody works together. I've never seen these two before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) At least you wish you had. Meet Zoe, meet Joe. (laughs) Everybody's in little boxes now. They seem tall. Hmm. (laughs) No, had had you ever collaborated before or is this the first time that you're working together? Um, Here we go. <laughs> We've all worked together, but the three of us have not worked together at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I worked. Uh, I worked with Zoe at EA. Yeah, um, and I worked with Jeff at EA, but I kind of avoided him. Um, you know, uh, Wise. I never I actually crossed paths. But uh, when when I was at Capcom, uh, Jeff was our studio art director. So I worked with Jeff at Capcom. Worked with Zoe at EA, and then I think Jeff and Zoe worked together. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Zoe and I. Oh, you go ahead, Zoe. No, you go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Zoe and I worked together on SSX um, back at EA for one of the one of the SSXs. And then later on, yeah, I worked with with Joe at Capcom. And um, when I talked to Joe about Timber, um, he he mentioned Zoe and I was like, oh, man, I would love to work with Zoe again. So the idea of working with these two was really, really appealing to me. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. That was about ten years ago that we worked together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's cool. I mean, EA has been such an incredible, uh, uh, you know, launching pad for so many careers mm-hmm. in the video game yeah. industry. Everybody's yeah. passed through that studio, and I think people often forget how many incredible games EA has brought out into the world. Joe, you just left EA though. You just had a, a yeah. senior role. You were working on The Sims. Yeah. What was it about launching something new? Because this is an incredibly, uh, you know, competitive marketplace. It's yeah. kind of, it can be incredibly rewarding, but also incredibly scary to uh, go out on your own and try to build a, a new studio. But what was it about Timber and launching this that made you want to leave EA and, and go for it? Well, it was, you know, first off, 
EA is an amazing place, uh, and I've spent the lion's share of my career there. It's uh, it's been a family. And uh, when I was down in the U.S. running Maxis, um, we'd made the decision that uh, my wife and I were going to come back, and and uh, we really wanted to come back to Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, really, running a studio like Maxis and The Sims is hard to do when 300 people are in California and one dude is in Canada. Right. Uh, so. Uh, really thought about it and thought, man, I really want to do something again. I really want to build a studio that, uh, that can make some different experiences and all the amazing things that I learned at Maxis and in DDA about diversity, inclusion, and all the stuff that I really was really important to me. Uh, I really wanted to try my hand at doing that with people that I could really lean on and trust, um, people that were really good at what I'm not good at. And so, you know, I, I had kept in touch with Jeff the entire time. And I said, you know, I think I might come back and thinking about starting a studio. You know, for this, he goes, yeah, dude, this would be totally cool. Let's just do this. Um, so he and I have been talking about doing this for a while. Um, and then, you know, and then I uh, thought of Zoe right away when I got back here. And but but the real draw is to build something uh, of substance, to build something with values and, and vision and games and people and products that, that we all believe in. Yep. Uh, I remember talking to the Vancouver development community when I accepted the job to go to California. And they were saying, well, what do you mean you're going? I said, well, I'm going, I'm going to go do this. And they went, like, yeah, but you were supposed to stay here and be like, help us to build the Vancouver video game scene. Right. And I really thought about that. And I've never forgotten that. It was, you know, um, was two people that I worked with. It was David Seymour uh, at uh, Microsoft and Justin Dowdswell, who was running Relic. And talked to those guys. And they said, you know, you, you can't go. you got to stay. Um, so I left. Um, <laughs> and then, but... <laughs> Coming back it was a big plus was to to build a studio in in the city um, and 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 get some great people and and give some great people some great work in yeah. this city yeah and do what little I can do to try and push it back on the map not it's off the map but just give another reason to think about Vancouver. Zoe, you you left um, the Gears franchise. I did, and uh, that must not have been an immediate decision for you because that you know not only is that stability i imagine that's pretty creatively rewarding yeah. as well uh but what was it about you know this idea and working with these guys that uh that that made it a, a no-brainer for you yeah i think you know it's points in your career where you kind of go what's next um and we're all of similar vintage <laughs> um <laughs> but i had a moment of i i turned 50 this year and it was a little bit of like what do i want and what do i need right <laughs> I know you're shocked, Joe. You thought I was 35. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it was a little bit of like that self-reflection this year. And and the pandemic, you know, has done that to so many people, I think, right. too. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and man, I really did love the coalition. I, I still do. I have so much respect for them and, and such incredible games that we've made there, you know. Um, but it was time to do something different. I'd been there for seven and a half years. And that's the longest I've ever been at a game studio. That is eons in in game development career years mm -hmm. you know people right. don't generally stay that long right so it was like yeah it was time to do something new and then it was just such an exciting opportunity um you know joe and i laugh a bit but the day he he messaged me i was sitting with my husband rory and you know joe just said hey what's going on let's chat and i said to rory i'm like joe just reached out to me and rory just said go work with joe <laughs> so you know it was that kind of a feeling and then same thing when joe said hey what what do you think i've been talking to jeff about being the creative director and i was like absolutely because we just had such a an interesting and 
a really creative time working on that project that we did together. And it was a really hard project that last yeah. SSX, yeah. but we made it work. And I, so I just kind of know that I know that where things go, we'll be able to succeed at it, the three of us. And, and that was just so exciting, you know, to be able to do it from the ground up but right. with the support of a larger organization. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get into that in a sec. But Jeff, yeah. I want to talk to you too, because you you um, uh, were you, you were at Relic. Was that your last role just before Timber? Yeah, I was at Relic just before uh, before Timber. And uh, Relic is such a great story. I love Relic. Relic is just one of those like mid-size foundational in Vancouver studios. It's yeah. been around for over 20 years now. Huge um, week for the company this week as well, right? With the announcement of exactly, company. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I want to apologize to anybody from from Relic for announcing our studio on the same day as their game, <laughs> but not planned. Um, but I love that studio. I love uh, I love the way it's run um, and the games that they make. Um, but when I was talking to Joe, it was the idea was was to do something that's ours, right? you know, that's really us and sort of the values that we have. And uh, just a huge opportunity to make something something new. Relic is is a really established. They they know who they are. They know what they make, and they've been doing it for a long time. And that's awesome. But this was a great chance for us to to step out and do something that that we really believe in. Um, and as Joe says, to make something uh, new in the Vancouver game community. How much does uh, EA? I mean, everybody. You've all had you know, a lot of experience mm -hmm. outside of EA, but I, I look at EA with its breadth of titles. Does, how does that prepare you for the, to have the flexibility and uh, the, the ability to roll with it when you're launching your own company or your own studio like this? I, I look at it as like uh, almost like a, a scholastic educational kind of yeah. part of the I industry, yeah. right? Yeah. I started my career there in 95. I was there for a decade before uh, going on to another company. And yeah. uh, and I went back again to when I worked with Zoe. And you're exactly right. It really was like, that's where a lot of people in Vancouver learned about making video games. Yeah. It's where a lot of studios got their, you know, the studio leaders at some of the, some of the uh, smaller studios in town came from. I mean, that's that's sort of like where it all started. You mentioned Relic, and you're right. Relic is an incredible, like, world-class uh, strategy house, you know, and that's what it's known mm -hmm. as. But you look at EA, and, you know, they've got a wrestling game here. They might throw Def Jam in there. They might do boxing for a bit or tennis. or There's very few companies, or snowboarding, there's very few companies that have that sort of diverse lineup that they can, that everybody working there yeah. can kind of draw from. So uh, l let's talk about Pipeworks and this company that uh, owns other studios around the world. Joe, was this something that, that they reached out to you or you reached out to them? Like, how did this get facilitated? Because this is the first, is it the first Canadian studio yeah. for Pipeworks? Yep. Yeah. So um, I went to GDC uh, a couple of years back and, you know, when we went places and uh, I met Lindsay, uh, and Lindsay Gupton is the CEO of Pipeworks, and uh, we had a mutual connection, and we ended up having breakfast at uh, one of the events, and we just really hit it off. Um, you know, we just there was some chemistry there, and and really enjoyed the conversation, <clears throat> and we kept in touch, and you know, Lindsay and I had been discussing at some point, you know, you ever think about you know moving back to Vancouver at all? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I do, you know, I do. I'm, you know, I'm I miss being in Canada. 
So I said, I'd, uh, I'd really like to have a conversation about that. So we had a conversation about that. And then uh, last year he, he called me because we'd still been talking. He said, I got some good news and bad news. I went, oh, okay. And I said, well, just tell me the bad news first. He goes, well, the bad news is I'm being acquired. I'm like, oh. And he goes, but the good news is let's, let's move forward and still do this. Um, and that's where Sumo came into the picture. Um, Sumo had, uh, had acquired uh, Pipeworks. And uh, I had dabbled with Sumo a long time ago in the past when I was at EA working at sports. Right. And, and Sumo is like such a successful company. I think we're studio number 14 um, uh, that, is, that has joined the family. And they had wanted to be in Canada as well. And, uh, and they'd wanted to be in Vancouver because they you know, had some roots in there because of all the work that they'd done with, uh, with places there. And so it just, it was, it was kind of this weird, perfect storm. Everything kind of just fell into place said, hey, we'd like to do something. And then Sumo was part of the picture. And, and, and Lindsay and I were both kind of aligned on the vision for the studio and what we wanted to do. And, um, and like, man, what, what a great, what a great win. Um, people you like to work with, uh, with Pipeworks down in Oregon um, that have been around for a really long time, have done everything. Yeah. Uh, and then Sumo, um, who brings that kind of international thing to, to, to play. Who have also done everything. Yes, have also done everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of consolidation around the business right now. We're also seeing a lot of um, turmoil, a lot of uh, people leaving studios and deciding to do, uh, you know, work from home and uh, distributed development has never been bigger. Joe, you and I have, uh, you know, shared the stage talking about how important external development is. Right. Um, Is being a part of this larger conglomerate, this international giant business now, are you guys going to be sharing development across studios or is timber going to have its own identity and mm-hmm. and you know shape its own future that way How, how's it all going to work for you guys um i'll, I'll quickly start and, and and let uh jeff and zoe have some airspace uh but the short answer is yes uh timber is going to be independent absolutely independent and, and and talk about the products and stuff that we are going to make but there are also really amazing opportunities to work with both our partners in oregon and uh, over at the sumo group yeah, uh, the sumo group's working on some really, really cool stuff, uh, and 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 there are opportunities for us to partner with studio or studios over there where it makes sense. Um, uh, case in point, you know, we're already getting rolling uh, on something that we're going to be partnering uh, with uh, our folks down down in Oregon, um, but we are still going to be Timber Games, and that's the amazing thing that we're really grateful about. Is mm. we're not. We're not just extra headcount in Canada, enjoying a 17% tax credit from, you know, from the IDMTC and, you know, taking advantage of the exchange rate. We're an actual real studio. And while we have the benefit of having the know-how, the knowledge and the support from Sumo and Pipeworks, um, we still are going to work on our own stuff. And so it's a blend of both. How are you going to overcome this um, work from home kind of uh, new reality because a lot of people don't want to go back into offices and they they uh, they want to be able to be a little bit more uh, independent and live in different parts of the world not necessarily congregate in big cities and stuff and Vancouver is not a cheap city it's you, you know this is a little bit more business oriented but uh, right. maybe Zoe you can speak to yes. that because yeah. I, know, I know recruiting is a huge part of where you're at right now yes we are <laughs> how, how, how are you going to overcome people's hesitations to uh it's beautiful here but yeah boy it ain't cheap you know i think that the short answer is we're going to embrace it so yeah. where where it makes sense um we're gonna we will explore remote roles for people uh it has to be the right role and the right you know what 
how that implies and how that works with how we work, mm -hmm. but we do want to embrace it. And so something, you know, we talked about a lot is diversity isn't just, you know, in the, in the typical ways we talk about it, about underrepresented groups, it also is in people's locations and where they are. Right. Um, and so we've been talking about that a lot, like how flexible can we be? Let's be flexible. And I think a lot of companies have been surveying people right now, right? And have been saying, All right, do you want to come back to the office? Do you want to blend? Do you want to hybrid? Some days at home, some days in the office, or do you want fully remote? Uh, and there's a lot of different answers out there. You know, people just aren't this homogeneous group that everyone's like, everyone's work from home, you know, right. everyone is in the studio. So it's it's what suits the person. And I think we come at it from a place of trust. You know, it's we assume that everyone we hire is an adult, hopefully, yep. uh, and behaves like one. And, you know, they can get their work done in the hours that makes sense. You know, let's have some requirements. Like if we have some meetings, you, you got to be available. We need to be able to have those things. But when you're creative, you need space sometimes, you know, you need to be able to go for a walk and look at the trees and think about things. Um, I need that too, as a production director. It's like sometimes you need to walk away. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we need to give people that flexibility. So the we're looking at a hybrid approach to it. Awesome. Well, these yeah. are things that I don't know that, you know, your uh, supervisors and producers and general managers maybe knew when you all came into the video game industry. There's a real benefit of yeah, not just yeah. the experience, <laughs> but the, the real world kind of living yeah. in this space that you all bring to this, you know, and... Uh, that must be also incredibly exciting too. You're trying to pass a baton, I would imagine, to a lot of younger people. Jeff, are you uh, are, are are you thinking very of, much so? Yeah, yeah. I when we talked about uh, you know from the very beginning with the way we talked about this studio was a real mix of people coming in. Uh, mm -hmm. We wanted to have a lot of experience, but we also it's really important to us that those people who come in with experience are mentoring. Uh, the next generation of people who who are going to be coming into the industry. We right. want to make space for that. We want that to be a real part of the DNA of Timber so that we are. Um, and the other thing is, you know, sometimes I'll talk to to younger people who ask me, like, how did you get into the into the games industry? What was it like? I was like, my experience is not in any way uh, <laughs> analogous to what to what yours is going to be. I mean, it was such a different I started in 95. I mean, it was such a different world back then. Yeah. Um, and so we, as uh, people who've been in the industry for a long time, need to be very aware and listen to the people who are coming into the industry to understand their experience. And, and that's going to help us a lot as well. So we see ourselves as a really strong mix between those uh, experienced people and a lot of fresh new talent. What kind of games is Timber going to make? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We are not going to tell you. <laughs> we don't have to tell no. me the, the game, but what kind of no, game? No. Have you got a no, philosophy? We're going to focus video on a couple video games. <laughs> we're going to make video games, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be on the video screen. Uh, no, we are going to make, uh, we're going to focus on action, adventure, and simulation titles. Um, I think that's something that all of us have in our backgrounds. Right. Um, and... I think that, uh, you know, the fact that even just saying those two genres, they're pretty wide genre. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so we are going to be uh, um, kind of branching across platforms as well as genres. So I think that's going to be a big push for us. So uh, are you looking in, into narrative directors and, and writers and storytellers? Is that going to be a part of the mixture of uh, the group Absolutely. Of, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's really important to all of us is the tone that our um, the tone that our games take. Um, mm. And actually, just to tie back into the name Tone uh, Timber, uh, that was one of the reasons why that name really resonated for me was because um, the tone of the games that we make really matters to us. And and so I think when when we talk about the kind of games we're going to be making, there's a specific sort of vibe to to the games that that we want to get across. That's the one consistent thing I think um, that no matter what what genre of game we make, you're going to know it's a timber game when you play it based on like just the sort of feeling that it that it creates for people. Right. Awesome. When you guys all started, and Joe, you and I have talked a little bit about this. The video game industry was very open to. Uh, people that had no affinity for games or right. real experience in the gaming industry to come on board and to right. share their... And in fact, the games industry benefited in massive ways and needed that as it continued to grow and reach more people. Is that a philosophy that you're also taking? Or is it kind of required that everybody's got to be a bit of a game expert before they, they come to work at Timber? Um no, it, it, it is the it is the former. It is we want people with different experiences that can help us drive different in turn experiences for our gamers. Mm. Um, you know, we we've had so many resumes pop up, like just come flying in since we announced, and and it's really exciting to see how many different uh, backgrounds that that all these resumes are coming in from. Right. But Victor, you know as well as anybody else that the world of games is changing, right? Yeah. Um, you know there's so many different kinds of games and people like to play in different ways. And, and, you know, like even, you know, you hold something up like the Sims, um, the Sims is now looking at the kind of people who play these games. Uh, they're looking to bring people in from different backgrounds to really make sure that they are speaking to the people that play the games. You know, yeah. you know people want to remodel their houses. Now half the people who play these products <laughs> don't even play the game. They just change their house. And so, hmm, would it make sense to bring people that maybe have a bit of background in that kind of thing? Um, same thing goes for us, right? Yeah. It's it's really important that we look at the background of the people. Um, you know, ideally, they should probably be, you know, at least experienced in tech. Um, but there's definitely going to be some opportunities for people that can come from the non-gaming space, and we will bring them along, and we will learn from them in turn. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about Vancouver, um, which has been EP's home right from the beginning, and and uh, I, I think it has contributed to our ability to you know pivot and roll and and grow and and adapt. Um, it's an incredible city, and it's filled with so much creativity and so many incredible artistic disciplines. Uh, and at certain stages, it was one of the central hubs for game making in the world, and then that. I mean, it's a it's a, a nebulous title, anyways. But it would keep it keep kept changing, and part of it was the the tax credit thing, I'm sure. But what is Vancouver now? What what kind of opportunity does being a game maker out of this city mean for the people that might work at that game maker, but for the world of game development? Zoe, why don't you try to tackle that one? Yeah, I mean, as you're, as you're talking about it, I was mostly you know, just thinking about the VFX and animation industries here. Yeah. Um, the mm -hmm. talent in those industries is just incredible. And if you can convince those people to get into games, you get mm -hmm. a really different perspective. And you kind of, uh, I'm going to say you kind of up your game a bit because they're right. used to very high fidelity, uh, very high quality 
and uh, sometimes that doesn't always translate to games in those two those two areas. Sure. So I have found that they'll come in and they kind of push everyone else up a bit of a level. Um, and especially if you're working on games that have a lot of facial animation, you're going to really get those people that have that have really dug into that. Um, certainly, you know, in my previous role at the Coalition, that's where we found a lot of talent on the animation side. Right um, and it's great. And VFX artists are so difficult to find as Jeff will agree they are I tell you you want a job become a VFX artist um, mm -hmm. because they are always valuable and it's always an area that needs more people in, in all in games and in the VFX industry so um, that's a it's just such a great hub to pull those that talent from um, and so it's really neat in Vancouver how the animation houses the VFX houses and the game studios can all kind of contribute to each other's talent and people really do move quite easily between those industries um, and can adapt quite quickly. So, yeah. That's awesome. Jeff, what, what are you um, hoping that Timber achieves, uh, you know, to help furnish awareness and growth of the Vancouver games industry? I think, um, you know, I think we all love the the game community in Vancouver so much. Like we, and we all want all the studio. Every time there's a new studio um, that shows up, it's it's. I'm just so happy that like there's another there's another member of that game community in town. Yeah. Um, because it is while it is while it is kind of all, constantly growing and evolving, it's still a small mm -hmm. it's still a small uh, industry, and we all kind of move around. And we all cheer each other on. And, um, you know, I have a lot of friends who have started their own companies or have moved on to other companies. And I just want them to su succeed so much. And I, I feel like uh, Timber's, Timber, where we want it to be is a great mid-sized studio that really sort of celebrates uh, the, the, game, the history of the games industry in Vancouver and the people in it. Um, and, you know, as we talk to Pipeworks, we talk about being, you know, in Vancouver, they're in Eugene, Oregon. It's a very different uh, games uh, ecosystem down there than it is here. Sure. Um, I just, I'm always so proud of Vancouver and I'm proud of what the, the industry has done and how it's managed to maintain itself. It has, you're right, it's changed over the years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it still is a really thriving industry. And I just, I'm just really excited to be a part of that with Timber. Well, I think one of the things, I mean, it, it's been a beautiful uh, launching pad, Electronic Arts, but it's it's been hard, yeah. I think, for developers to kind of escape the shadow of EA, you know? <laughs> and I think the only way that that happens is if there's more studios and more awareness and, and people don't just say, oh, that's where EA is, you know? Uh, not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that, but I think that it, it diminishes how much creativity is in this community here. One of the things that surprised mm -hmm. me and, and uh, to uh, Zoe's point about visual effects, I was blown away that Next Level did all of the cutscenes for Luigi's Mansion internally. They didn't export any of that stuff. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm based here. I'm equally proud to see more developers kind of take ownership on all of that creativity. And yeah. uh, it, it sounds like that's kind of in the cards for Timber. How, how big do you guys want to grow and how much do you want to own uh you know in terms of work for the game <laughs> <laughs> the games that you'll build um we're starting in vancouver 
That's the message. We're going to go, we're going to plow right across this country, Victor. Um, yeah. That's the plan. Um, you know, so timber start... will be in other parts of the country too? Um, yeah, we're planning on it. You that's know, cool. not only parts of the country, but we want to have people working remotely as well mm. over the place with us, right? But, um, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, there's there's so many great pockets of game making across this country that just don't get the recognition that they don't they get any. Are. Yes. Like, who right. knew the Maritimes were going to be really good at mobile, right? right. And, you know, yeah. Halifax and Prince Edward Island were making huge bank for bigger companies because they just had a great group of people that um, that were very talented and they want to stay in their community. They want to stay in the Maritimes and do this work. And so we thought, well, what a great story would this be to to build something of substance across Canada, taking advantage of pockets of places where people can really focus in different territories, really want to do that. Um, and, and that's exactly, um, you know, the same thing going on down to Pipeworks. Pipeworks is a, is a great little studio that is going to be expanding too. And so we're really excited about being the Northern partner of doing that. So mm-hmm. is, is it Pipeworks is the American studio under Sumo and then Timber is the Canadian studio under Sumo? Is that kind of the Pipeworks way? Pipeworks is kind of like the North American push and Timber is the first um, studio to to come underneath um, uh, the Pipeworks flag. Uh, but uh, we, are, yeah, the Canadian stuff is very likely going to be uh, Timber related. When you're, you know, putting the the foundation together to put the company together. Was this a, a, a thing, Joe, did you, you initiated this? I think, was this something that you were able to get going and then you went to Jeff and Zoe, or was it kind of dependent on Jeff and Zoe? Cause you're all co-founders. Did you have to kind right. of bring them in and then you were in operation? Um, I had been talking to Lindsay for a, uh, quite a while uh, at Pipeworks about doing something. And then when the rubber started hitting the road, they said, okay, like, we really want you to do this, Joe. So assemble the Titans. So um, <laughs> that's what I started to do. Um, you know, I, 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 Jeff was going to be the first call I knew because I was talking with him along the way. Um, you know, Zoe was, uh, was a little bit uh, after Jeff, um, but only because I was just kind of figuring out how everything has to work. I mean, it's funny. We had, we had a Slack channel and uh that, that we've been using and and so we point she goes oh my god you started this like a year ago and i'm like i know right because i had <laughs> my own internal stuff at work of a, about a year ago to figure out what this would be um, but that was always in the cards um you know victor there's one thing about um you know i was born in vancouver and mm-hmm. then and then then you go away and you forget and you appreciate things and you come back and, you know, I spent, you know, years in California, came back and I thought, man, I am such a hoser and I really want to be back in Canada. And it's a great story. And let's build something in Canada. Um, and that's that was always the vision. And I was just so thankful that that, you know, people like Pipeworks and Sumo had the same kind of thinking um, that they were excited to do this. And so that was always in the always in the cards. Apart from a pandemic that we are still navigating through, what is, uh, Zoe, what's the most challenging part of building this up right now? Oh, that's a good question. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say number one, Joe, number two, Jeff, and then number one, Joe. No. Um, <laughs> um, I think for us, you know, thinking about the pandemic actually a little bit is actually us not being able to get together and just 
brainstorm and do the things that we would normally do. So that's been a little bit hard. Yeah. Uh, we've been trying to, but it's, uh, we're getting used, we're getting used to our, to our video, our daily video calls for <laughs> sure. But I think we are all very visual, very kind of active people. And so we would have a whiteboard and there would be post-its and things and we're both, we're all kind of like, oh, where, you know, where's that hub of creativity? So sure. mm-hmm. had to find new ways of doing that. So that's a little, a little COVID related. Um, but I think, you know, for us probably, and I wouldn't say it was actually that much of a challenge, but it was really making sure that our values were aligned as the three co-founders. Right. And then mm-hmm. making sure that those values fit in with Pipeworks and then fit in with the Sumo family, right? Because um, you don't ever want to do that and then find out your values and your mission and your vision aren't aligned. You know, that's that that'd be that'd be an awkward moment. So for us, it was really getting that honed in and then making sure that that matched the work that Jeff did with our designer on the logo and the name. Um, because something that it was actually Jeff who raised this and it had never really occurred to me, <clears throat> but was how many studios have these values that are really public, but then the games they make don't even remotely match those values. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. And we kind of had a bit of a chuckle about it and we're like gosh I didn't even think about that and so that was a really neat process to go through uh, and spent we spent a lot of time and a lot of really thoughtful conversations saying how do we do that differently and so mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that was the most challenging thing it was maybe the most rewarding maybe mm-hmm. that's the way to say it right yeah and it, 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 this is stuff that the entire industry is kind of grappling with right now right yeah. um you know, we're seeing ma- massive companies uh, dealing with, uh, you know, uh, executive turnover and, and uh, big social yeah. upheaval. Uh, and I'm sure every studio is trying to figure out how to, uh, be, you know, make better places for everyone to work in yeah. and deal with, you know, past issues and problems and sort of be ready for this new age of game development and I'm sure all of you have stories and, and, you know, histories of things that you've all seen or witnessed or gone through, but you can bring that to the forefront starting from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. I described and, it a little bit, Victor, um, to Zoe and Jeff. It's like, you know, the, the, in, in the city, they're going around and they're retrofitting buildings to be earthquake proof, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> good luck with that because, you know, you you could do a better job of keeping that building up when you're retrofitting, but there's always that chance that you missed a spot, right? And part of that building is going to come down. And right. Something mm-hmm. like that. We don't have that problem. We get to build something from the ground up now of yeah. the values and the vision that we that we hold ourselves accountable to and, and believe in and will adhere to. Um, we're not retrofitting a studio with baggage. We're not trying to deprogram people's thinking. We're going to build something from scratch to operate this way. And so that's such a luxury and it's such a, it's such a great way to do it. What a, uh, it's a gift, I think, right? I mean, it's, there are very few businesses where you have this much experience and I'm not going to age any of you guys or me, quite frankly. Uh, but (laughs) you know, there are very few industries where you can like start fresh like this. Yeah. Right. And this comes up all the time. Yeah, right? we I, every every week we'll be in a meeting, and every now and again I'll just remember, oh, we get to do this the way we want to. <laughs> cool. I I keep forgetting it because yeah, like, well, what too. are we supposed to do now? I was like, oh, we can do it the way we want to, you know. Right. And that's that's such a gift from like how we're going to build out actual physical studio space. Um, Joe's got the the analogy of the retrofitting buildings, but like 
when we go into a space now, we can build out that space for whatever post-pandemic workplaces look like. Like we're going to build to that. Right. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is there's a line that we have on our website. It's uh, culture drives creative. Yeah. And um, to me, what that means is, you know, your culture is not something that you sort of mandate uh, at the outset. It is your culture is your people. Um, and right now it's the three of us. But right. as we as we add more people, that is going to define what our culture is. And so we are going to be very intentional when we hire people in and, and making sure that we're we're we have a very diverse uh, uh, workforce, mm. and um, we are representing a bunch of different views uh, in the with the people that we hire, the way that we hire them. Um, that that is going to create that kind of culture that um, that's going to give us new new and different types of games. So, yeah, you, you've all come from incredible studios and incredible places and have worked at incredible places are you looking to some of these studios as as uh helpful in your modeling for where you want timber to go or um or the you know the opposite of that uh, and i'm wondering if you if you have mentors still if you if you have people in the business that you still turn to for wisdom and advice on 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 how to uh totally. take this and grow with it why don't we start with zoe um yeah what part of that do you want me to answer first um (laughs) (laughs) the well the the mentorship side absolutely um i've kept mentors my whole career i i uh, actually found my current mentor at at riot games Mm -hmm. uh, which was a bit of a challenging experience for me but sometimes out of those challenges you find those those people that you need to have in your life so he recently reached out to me and was just like oh we gotta talk i'm so proud of you so that's you know, it, it really great to have people like that in your corner. And, and I think we all, you know, we all have that. And now I'm going to get you to repeat the rest of the question because now I've talked and I've forgotten what you asked. <laughs> well, just the, you know, taking from what's worked in studios that you've right, been yes. in before and also, you know, the lessons yeah. you've learned what to avoid worked? things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think what we've talked about a lot is, yeah, let's talk about what we loved about those places and what was just awesome. And that, yeah, take that whole and, and work that way. And then let's talk about the things that didn't work and almost have like a putting those things aside. Right. So we aren't bringing baggage with us, Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really important because sometimes you can assume something's going to go a certain way because it's the way it was, but you just yeah. haven't maybe let that go. So we have talked about that quite a bit. Um, and Jeff made, reminded me of that when he said to me a few times, he's been like, well, how should we do this thing? And I'm like, I don't know. How do you want to do this thing? Because <laughs> it's a little bit of those conversations, right? It's like, well, how do we want to do this thing? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's taking it's taking the best of the best and the things that weren't great and just setting those aside and, and reminding ourselves if we start going down those paths, being like, oh, remember we talked about that. That's maybe not how we want to do this thing. Yeah. Well, I know Joe has run studios before. Have have you run a studio before, Jeff or Zoe? An actual, a whole studio? Yeah. No. <laughs> so this this no. is but kind I, of new territory for you guys. It, it is, yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. I would say this, like the scale of game I was working on, like my team um, at the coalition was, you know, bigger than what our staffing plan is going to be in our first year. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. some economy of scale there that that has similarities. Sure. Um, and certainly the things at the leadership level I was at, you get involved in and same with Jeff, like you're still involved in those things. Um, but starting my own game studio, no. 
<laughs> I was thinking about that this morning, actually. Like, um, uh, we've all started new teams. We've all started new groups within companies. Um, but yeah, never, never a whole studio. So the types of conversations we have and the types of issues that we need to deal with, um, I've just never been a part of before. And it's really fun. Like yeah. I, I spend all, all day, every day until I go to bed, just thinking about, Oh, and then there's this, and then we got to think about this. And it's, it's been great. Actually. I've really enjoyed it. Joe, you've had the, um, both sides of this. You've worked on titles and been a producer of getting a game from beginning to completion and you've also run studios and you've done both at the same time what would you say about that perspective of uh managing a a business that manages creativity um it's it's a different angle for sure victor Mm -hmm. uh it's with as as if anything with with experience comes wisdom um, and you become more self-aware and you know exactly where your swim lane begins and ends. Um, and I've told people for years, I am actually not particularly good at making games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty good at finding great people that do make great games. And, 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 and that's the different approach I try to take myself, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, what about this game? It's like, well, I actually didn't make this game. I actually built the team that made this game and the team did the work. And... It's, it's, it is a completely different perspective, but man, it should be fun. Like we should, you know, we should be, have, have, be having a lot of fun because we're making video games and we've all worked in places that have not been fun right. um, to make video games. And, you know, there's no, there's no excuse for that. Uh, you know, you should enjoy what you do because we spend as much time talking to each other as we do our own family. So that's gotta be fun. And we want to bring that into the workplace, whether you're remote or not. Um, and you know, we got a couple of people working with us already that are just, they're, they're so refreshing and fun. And then we get so excited to talk to them because they bring us up because, you know, Jeff and Zoe and I have been looking at each other, only each other for, <laughs> for, for a while now, <laughs> and as delightful as they are, you kind of want to, you know, add some spice to this recipe. And, and, and we've got some more people that are kind of coming on board and they're bringing that. Um, and it's really, it's. I, I, I'm so lucky that I get to do this because I get to kind of take a step back and say, we're going to build this and I don't have to do all the work. I actually can find the great people that we can do this together. And that's the, the thing I love. Yeah, I mean, I, I I respect that so much, you know, because that was something that I learned along the road too of uh, my work, which has been to run a studio and then to, right. you know, run the group of people that were making the uh, the content that we were making. And they are different it's a, it's like two different tasks and two different roles and somehow you have to combine no. them together. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see Zoe and Jeff embrace that and, and grow with that. And, and, uh, you know, uh, and more of that happening within this city as well, which I think is really cool. Right. I think that's, that's, yeah. that's going to end up becoming really exciting for this business. Uh, I want to open up the chat for some questions for you guys. Now, they're not going to tell us what game they're working on. You guys have all witnessed me <laughs> politely <laughs> dance around asking anything Lightning about what's coming because I can't. I know they're not going to tell me anything. Um, but go ahead and ask these guys um, what, you, you know, what it's like to build a company uh, or any questions that you might have about working in video games. All three of these people 
have had legendary careers in games, and they're just getting started on something brand new. Um, but uh, Zed, Sex Zed, thank you so much for your super chat. That is incredibly generous. And uh, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, there, you just did a nice comment and a, a super chat. You're the best. That is crazy. So out of the studios that have been out of Vancouver, we've seen, you know, obviously EA be the big fish for a long time. But, I, you know, there's been companies that have... Uh, like radical there's been companies that have come and gone or changed or whatever mm -hmm. is there a studio that maybe you didn't work at and i'm putting this out for all three of you that maybe you didn't work at but you always admired or you think is important uh, you know for the the history of game making in our city um, you know that, um go ahead Joe. you okay well one of the ones that i actually did work at that not a lot of people i think i'm not sure how many people know about it in the industry in vancouver because it seems to be Kind of hermetically sealed off a little bit yeah. is next level. Yeah. Yes, um, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> all going to say next level. We love you, next and level, and me. <laughs> <laughs> I love so them I, too. <laughs> yeah, I spent a few years there. I worked on a game there. I spent a little bit of time working on the first Luigi's uh, Mansion, uh, and got to see. Yeah, oh, and uh, I got yeah. to see the yeah the very it was the um, dark of the moon. The hand, yes, dark of the moon. Yeah. And it was really interesting to watch them work with with Nintendo to see how that studio was run too. Yeah. It, that was the place that I worked at where I realized like there's a lot of talent in Vancouver. Um, every studio has a lot of talented people who work in it, but it really comes down to how studios are run that makes the difference, right? That's that that determines the longevity of a studio. And I really appreciated the way that Next Level was run. They were just a really smart, ethical um very consistent group of people uh uh and just just beautifully run and i take a lot of um, what i learned from that group and i've tried to use it everywhere every studio i've gone into afterwards i've been like there was this thing i learned back at next level <laughs> that i think we should try and timber is the time when i go no this is actually what we're going to do now and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff that i that we i picked up there that's awesome I got a yeah. question from Sam. I am one 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 saying, uh, "What if any action adventure or simulation game mechanics do you plan to focus on? Can you tell us about any mechanics in a game?" Hypothetically, not. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's trying to find out. What we're yeah, we're <laughs> making. Yeah. Might involve a mouse. There. A mouse. Okay. A mouse and a few buttons, maybe. All right. My, mice and, button and buttons. Okay. No, We're getting there. Uh, sorry. Um, Victor, one thing I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to add another one in the, into the mix, too, is that yeah. this song is Eastside Games. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, like, what a, what a trooper of a studio um, and have been around for a while and make, you know, I bet you 90% of the people, 99% of the people who play the games to have no idea they're made in, in Vancouver. Yes. And, 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 you know, what Jeff talked about with next level, cause like, you know, like I, I was, I was going to mention the same thing. Uh, next level has just been such an inspiration for the years, but mm -hmm. um, how great this community is of how many people have reached out to us. Uh, and said, how can we help? Josh Nilsson, Eastside Games, reached out. How can I help, buddy? Just just name the day. He's Jesse Houston, yeah. or Houston, Houston, I'm going to mess it up, but I'll say Jesse from Phoenix Labs, <laughs> same thing. How can I help? I'm like, yeah. how amazing is this? All you know, yeah. there's one thing about this community, we all support each other. We're not, we compete against each other um, in the marketplace, but we don't, we don't compete against each other personally. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that rare? It 
Is it? Is it? I think it's rare. Yeah. Um, in 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 some industries, um, but I think the video game industry really comes together. I mean, I think we can. We've seen video game studios, as you mentioned, Victor, come and go. Yeah. We've seen and you know we've seen studios um, go out of business, and then all the other studios surround those people and give them work. Yeah. They all kind of like, okay, uh, this studio is going down. Okay, you know, they blow the whistle and all the trucks show up. It's like, okay, we then they'll rent out a, a, a hall and we get everyone a job again. We support each other like that. And that's kind of like what we want to be a little part of that community to build that. You know, you're making me think of something is, uh, is sometimes, you know, we get really head down with game development and we really just look down at what we're doing and we don't make the effort to be a part of the community. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what's exciting about Timber is we've all <laughs> pulled our heads up and gone, right, let's, you know, let's get back into this community and, I think and there's something reconnect in- with those people. To- yeah. Well, I think there's something inherently Canadian about that as well, right? Like That's we, a good point. We are very, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I've noticed this when I've traveled to uh, LA or San Francisco or whatever, and I've been around developers or other people in the media um vancouver hasn't really had you know big let's get together and celebrate the city type nights you know we've had a few Mm. of those but it's not a regular thing like pretty much in san francisco for many years people would get together for big dinners and things like that and celebrate uh because it it's not just development there it's not just production it's it's business there as well it's i think the the Mm. publishing side is so so much founded there um but i think the other thing is canadians uh we're very good at making games, you know. I'm I'm not saying anything. Uh, I'm not I'm not bragging for bragging's sake. I mean, we, we make some of the best games in the world here, but I think we we are. We're very head down and focused on all that stuff. Um, yeah. I got a good question here from uh, James Samilla, and maybe this is for you, Zoe. What do you look for the most in someone that applies? Uh, character, side projects, past experience. Uh, all of the above. So, you know, it depends on the role. So if, you know, if this person is a bit more junior, um, we certainly really are looking for that, the, the character, as they say in there, but the, the ability to do teamwork. Um, we talk a lot about people that will leave their ego at the door and come in with confidence, mm-hmm. absolutely, but a sense of humility and a sense of uh, really putting themselves into a team and being able to collaborate. And really, you know, I, I've taught at Vancouver Film School. Um, <clears throat> Joe has mentored there as well. And it's something we're planning on getting more involved in with the community as well. But is awesome. we always say to students, look to your left, look to your right, because you're going to work with those people one day. So you better be nice to them. And then you better know yeah. how, to, how to work with them and how to be on a team. And so that really, honestly, is the most important thing at any level of experience. Um, and then certainly for more senior roles in you know, a leadership or a lead role, we're going to be a people manager. We are looking for people that are absolutely fantastic people managers because that's what makes happy teams. You know, most people quit managers, not companies. And so, you know, we're very aware of that. So we want to make sure those people succeed. And then, of course, we're looking for people that are just excellent at their craft, um, certainly at those higher levels, you know, best mm-hmm. in class craft people. Yeah. 
Marco A has got a question, and this uh, I guess can relate to uh, uh, our dearly departed uh, United Front Games. Rest in peace. Another incredible Vancouver studio. Are you going to bring back sleeping dogs? You don't have to say anything. Just blink twice. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Great franchise. That was a great great team. What a great team. Like those people have gone on to do some great stuff, and yeah, really sad that that you've chosen around. Well, you know, I specifically remember when UFG went down and we all went to that hotel on I think Howe and Davy or something it was yeah. uh, and we rented a hall and we we circled that team and tried to get everyone a job and I think we got 99.9% of a job yeah so yeah, much talent okay. that was yeah. crazy it, so yeah. much talent in that studio it was incredible um okay I think we've got about five minutes left. So this is, oh, I've got one from Peter Kukasar. Uh Do you know of any roles in game development for people who are not terrific devs or artists, but have Wall Street level data analytics skills? This is a huge chunk of the video game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, data is king. Um, and mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter if you think you're cool, your data will tell you how cool you are. Right. Uh, and absolutely analytics is, uh, and, and, and being able to look at KPIs and, and tell, tell a good story about what's happening. Um, uh, you know, again, tell us what K- max, KPIs are, Joe. Key performance indicators. Hmm? Yeah. Um, <laughs> nerd. Um, it's, you know, it's like uh, how many people stick around and play the game? What do they do? How often do they do it? All those different things yeah. that we look at, right? They tell a real story and you can see patterns. And, you know, uh, yeah. larger game companies are building entire departments around that to just measure that stuff. Because you make a game and you think you're doing okay, but your, your, your folks will tell you whether you are doing well or not. And if you have the right telemetry hooked up to your machine, uh, to, your, mm-hmm. to your games, you can get some really amazing insight. Um, I drive Zoe bonkers on, well, on a daily basis, but I'd like to say lots of things. And one of them is I really believe some games should be beta forever. Just be beta forever because you're all you're never going to be done. You're always going to be changing things. Things are going to be coming up. People are going to say, oh, we really love this feature. Do more of that. Really hate this feature. Do less of that. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that. And the, there's some games that are all are, are beta forever. Yeah. Uh, already without even seeing it. Like World of Warcraft. That thing's always in beta because they're always changing. Right. Is that the kind of thing that inspires you though as game makers to work on titles that never are never finished um i'll speak quickly and i'll shut up and let these two take it um yeah i love games with a long tail okay um, you know i, I guess from, yeah you just came from the sims and if the there sims is an example of like, years yeah sims has been around for 20 years and sims 4 has been around for seven there are uh probably yeah. 30 40 percent of the people that are playing the sims today played on day one and we know that because we yeah. can read the telemetry yeah. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a favorite shirt or a thing that you love. You'll come back to it again and again and again, but you got to tend to it and care. The Sims must have taught you so much, I would imagine, because incredible, it, right? Incredible. Yeah, I mean, even when we did that talk and you brought up all that data around the Sims, I was my mind was blown, you know, because yeah. it's it, when you're in the business. And I think this speaks to Zoe's head down comment there. We're all just so focused on what's now, what's next, what are we doing, what are we excited right. about today. And then the regular people, the people that actually play this stuff, yeah, they stay with these things. Well, I said to Zoe and Jeff the other day, in one of my many things, sometimes the people that know the least about video games are the people that make video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because their head is so down in the game that they make, they don't pop their head up to see what else is out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it really is. A, it's about like the... Um, the, planning out the type of experience that you want to make so that it can live 
after you present it to the world, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's something that we we find really appealing. I think for the titles that we want to make, we want to be able to like create a a meaningful experience at launch that will just continue to live on after after um, after it's out there. Okay, I've got a question here from Shadow Mist One. Where do you get most of your story narrative style from? Books, other games, music? Are you guys at that point? Hmm. Um, what I'll say is we are looking at a lot of things right now. Um, we're we're incredibly excited about, um, and I'm really surprised this early on at the breadth of things that we're looking at for inspiration. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say any more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble if I do. Well, I, I want to kind of close this off by, um, by asking you three veterans, what is exciting about making a video game after you've been making video games for more than 20 years? Zoe? I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing is creating a community and then creating a game that the community loves. And then just like what Joe and Jeff are saying, being able to adapt and listen to them and, and care and tend for them inside the game and keep delivering, you know, what they want, but taking them along on the journey. Uh, and part of us, you know, wanting to talk to you and talk to the press so early is we want to bring everyone along on the journey. We, we want people to see what it's like to create a game company um, and and what it's like to create a game and, and what that experience is like. And so we want to, I'm really excited about creating that community. Um, and then also really living our value of the, you know, culture drives creative, like making that happen and, and proving, I think, to the games industry a little bit that that can be a reality. Yeah. Amazing answer. Jeff, what about yourself? I think it, for me, the the first thing that comes to mind is the collaboration with the people um, that are going to be making games uh, with us. Um, I think the one thing that uh, Joe and Zoe and I all have in common is we are, we are all really good facilitators for the people that we work with. I think Mm -hmm. that's where our strengths lie in creating creative space for people to do their best work. And that's what gets me really excited. We have, we have a we have employee one with us right now who has already been so great in in just offering up tons of ideas around uh, some of the things that we're talking about, and I think is a little surprised that they've got the they've got the room to do that. And um, but that's the that's the kind of company that we want to make, and that's what I really enjoy about it. It's just um, just creating space for people to be as creative as possible. Looking forward to it. And Joe, um, obviously, what they said. Uh, <laughs> I look at the video games that I've been lucky to be a part of uh, over the past few years, and look at how different they are from then to now. And I look ahead for the next ten years. And you know, I said to Jeff, I said, um, in the next five years, we'll be using iPhone 17s and iPhone 18s. And yeah. I said, what does it even mean? You know, like, is it going to be invisible? <laughs> Will it float by my head? Like, is that how it's going to work? And that's where technology is going. And we haven't even scratched the surface of where we're going. All people are connected on all devices all the time. There are amazing things um, uh, like connected accounts with with Game Pass, all these different ways to bring gamers together. I'm super excited about making experiences um, where people can enjoy the product that they want to play on whatever product they happen to have. 
Um, that's what I'm excited about. But honestly, the most thing I think I'm most excited about is building something awesome with these two. Every day I go, oh my God, I get to work with Zoe and Chap every day. This is amazing. <laughs> and it really, no, but it really truly is, right? And all the people we're bringing on board, like the person that Jeff just talked about, we hired this guy and he's like, oh my God, where has this guy been all our life? You know, and then we're going to create more of this person. But that's the best part, working with these guys. Uh, well, I, I am really grateful that you guys gave me... Uh, uh, the chance to talk with you so early in the lifespan of this company, you know, I, I, it's a very rare opportunity and I, I couldn't be more excited for all three of you and for the local scene here in Vancouver. Uh, I can't wait till we can actually meet face to face and, and I can physically yes. visit your space and, and uh, you know, meet some more of your team members. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll send you an invitation to the cocktail party. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Joe. Uh, good luck to Timber Games, and uh, definitely reach out when you guys are ready to tell us what you're working on. Let me know. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in, and thank you for your awesome questions. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Thank you to our sponsor at the Gaming Stadium. They are Canada's leader in online esports tournament facilitation. They've got tournaments happening every single weekend. Find out all about them at tgs.gg. And if you're listening to this on uh, our, you know, a podcast service out there, we also stream Vic's Basement live quite often, and we'd love to have you in the chat. We have an incredible community filled with lots of really passionate game players that ask incredible things and have great uh, comments and wisdom to share with everybody. But uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you all very soon, and until then, play forever. <laughs>